I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. You f***ing irritate the shit out of me! I'm only going to get this one chance. It's just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen, but I don't know what. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something. Hey, what's going on, peeps? Welcome to Gap Cell Keenan number 20. I'm going to bring in Joe here, but for those of you who don't know, Gap Cell, Gap Cell Keenan is where a real live salesperson tries to sell me their real live product or service. And if they find a problem that I have, I will buy it. But if they don't, if they don't, they're going to get critiqued and coached on their selling. So, Today we got Joe Benjamin. Let me bring in Joe Benjamin, people. Joe is going to be the next player here. So, welcome, Joe. Hey, Keenan. Uh, yes, how you doing, baby? Good. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. It's going good. I'm excited. I hope you're ready. I'm ready. All right. Let me just get LinkedIn on my phone here because I can't. All, you know, technology is awesome, but sometimes you can't do everything you want to do. So I, I got to see this so I can answer people's uh, comments. So I got I to gotta watch it from my phone because doing it here, I can't see the – yeah, anyways, it doesn't matter. All right, let's go see what we got. All right, we got – damn, we got people on it. Wait, is this – woo, jeez, we got some people ready to fly. Damn, people are ready. Look at that. We got a lot of people already. People like the show. It's good. Yes, Abby, I shaved Cody – Bumble off. I love, love this. Thank you, baby. Helen Johnson, love the opening. Thank you, sister. Okay, we got a lot of people on who are ready to go. So I'm not going to waste any more of your time. I will not, though. Hold it against you. Look what I got right up there. Look, look, look. What's that? What's that? What is that right there? New England Patriots, baby. Look. I have a different camera angle. I can't see. Oh, you can't see it. Sorry. Okay. New England Patriots helmet above me. But look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Hold it up to the uh, Red Sox. Okay. (laughs) Little friendly rivalry. I got you. I got you. All right, my man. Have at it. Go for it, baby. All right. So first off, thanks for having me on. This will hopefully be a lot of fun and maybe I'll learn a few things. Um, Read the book. Want to kind of just jump in to discovery, and if discovery goes well, maybe we'll go and do a demo if we uncover a problem. Because we both know you don't do a demo unless you do full discovery. Um, so first thing, right off the bat, um, so how has your business been affected by the coronavirus? Interesting question. Um, initially, I was freaked out. We lost our entire pipeline, um, and we lost. Uh, Three already sold gigs. Um, a couple were actually under contract, but I'm not a douchebag, so I didn't hold them to it. Um, they hadn't paid the down payment, but so we lost that. So we lost pretty much the whole, pretty much the whole business. Uh, then we pivoted, started doing online, okay, and we're doing almost as well as we were beforehand. So we're okay. doing okay right now. I haven't laid anybody off or anything like that. So how much revenue are you down? If I can ask that question. Oh, down uh, right now, maybe less than 10%. Okay. So, stays that way is a different story, but. So not, so not too bad, but you'd like to be better. Um, and then course. you mentioned that you've pivoted to online and that's how you're trying to make up for lost revenue. Um, I know you have an e-learning platform. 
It's coming out. It's coming out. Um, is that going to be a component of your strategy moving forward to help make up for some of that lost revenue? Well, okay. Yes. I mean, that was sort of a dumb question, but okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, no. I just wanted to make okay, sure that yeah. you're, you're still focusing on the e-learning platform because a lot of things have changed. So I, I know. Yeah, I absolutely. That's, yep. That sucker launches uh, May, first week of May. Okay, cool. Yeah. I didn't want to make any assumptions, even though that was probably a dumb question because you know, you're not supposed to make assumptions either. Um, and then how do you plan on getting your clients for the e-learning platform? Marketing. Marketing. Uh, is sales going to play a, a component in that? Any outbound yeah, to sales? a certain degree. Yes. Mm-hmm, to a certain degree. Um, I don't, the, the cost uh, for, for larger enterprise customers. Yes. Um, for smaller, um, SMBs, no, I don't think the co- the cost is there. The value is there to my salesperson calling on, you know, sales teams are ten or fifteen for something that's going to cost about three hundred bucks a a person. So, okay. but for corporate, you know, with sales teams of five hundred or thousand, absolutely, it makes perfect sense to go after the enterprise with the outbound sales, right? Yep. And you said salesperson, so is Rachel your only salesperson? Yes, we are just about to hire one, like days before this happened and we didn't and i would assume that uh with outbound especially for enterprise companies uh, outbound is going to be really important for you yeah absolutely and to kind of understand how important is it are you incentivizing uh your sales team of one uh to do and focus on outbound we were doing that beforehand that's their job right but i'm saying like commission structure bonuses yes. is anything tied to that well, yes, the commission structure is, is structured in a way to create more value for the outbound versus inbound. Because we okay. have so much inbound, it's, it's, you know. Right. Inbound doesn't cover everything. Outbound is also a key component to make sure you're... No, inbound, we, we've grown 100% on inbound. Like, right. Yeah. So the point being is we want to go faster or more, outbound is more important. But the company's been living and growing on inbound only. Got it. And then from an outbound perspective... Um, can you walk me through the outbound process that Rachel goes through? Yeah. So we have zoom info, discover org. We have outreach. We have, um, um, bomb bomb or video. I can't remember which. So we have a, a sales stack and she builds cadences. She builds lists. She knows who she wants to talk to. Um, she also knows that's right. Tom Burke, go Pats. Um, she also knows, um, who our ICP is. And so if those people are connecting with us, following me or engaged with me on LinkedIn, she builds lists and attacks them. Got it. Um, and then as far as your ICP is concerned for enterprise clients, uh, can you break that down and kind of give me a, a better description of what that looks like? Yeah. So traditionally, it's been companies between, I, I mean, we've done business across the gamut, but if you do it this way, where the greatest value we provide for the for the overall value is companies between about 25 million to about 250 million. I know it's a big swath, but sales teams of, of 25 or 30 or more up to about two or 300, 400. Um, when you start getting past the T sales teams of three or 400, the amount of time, it, at least from a training perspective for the size of our company to deliver the value takes too long because now you're talking, you know, getting that many people into a room, et cetera. Now that's going to change with the online. I think that ICP for online is going to be different than our ICP for, um, uh, sales training one-on-one, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but for the for how it is now, it's, you know, between 25 and about 250, 300 million sales teams between about 25 to about 400 um, uh, across all organizations, B2B, right? Uh, right. Yeah, B2B. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so 
Rachel's doing outbound on a regular basis. Clean ICP, ideal customer profile. And then as far as kind of activity requirements, I, how much outbound is Rachel expected to do or are there any expectations for? So, so it's interesting you say that. So this year, there are no expectations. I didn't put a, an outbound number in front of her, but her number is large this year. She's got a, right. a good sized number. Um, and um, if she could make it, it would be hard for her to make it in inbound only. But if she could make it inbound only, she'll make a lot less money. Okay, got it. Make so, a lot less money. Yep. So for her, she's in charge of getting all the outbound for the enterprise clients, and it's one person for your team. The enterprise segment of this business for your e-learning business is part that is something that could make up for that lost revenue, probably plus some too. Is that fair to say? You know, I hope so. Look, I'm not gonna bullshit you, and it's my business, and so some I'm just opening the kimono. Um, we really don't know what to expect, right? Like We've never done this before. Right. Right. We we built this LMS from scratch. So we're not using like Teachable or or any some shit like that. I mean, we we got a big investment in this. We built it from scratch. We did all the video. Uh, we we make an interactive, you know, so it's not just sit there and watch someone in front of a computer screen. You actually like ask questions and it's sort of kind of choose your own journey. You answer this, it goes this way, you answer this, it goes that way. So I think it'll be dope. Okay. So so really the only way to kind of figure out like if it's going to work is if you get a lot of meetings with enterprise clients and kind of run them through sales cycles and get that feedback. So yes. So the answer is yes, from the enterprise perspective, but we're also investing um, ad dollars and uh, effort and work to um, to market to the B to C, right? Or right. small business or just individuals. So we're going to go both angles. Got it. Um, and then as far as kind of the results for outreach to enterprise clients, how has that been going so far? We haven't even started. Oh, you haven't even started? No, nope. okay. I'm okay. not starting. And so what we're going to do is this should be done in May. We're probably going to have a handful of people who um, we're going to put through the beta for free, right? Get yeah. their feedback, tell me what they think, uh, make any change we need to make. And then if we're comfortable with that, then we'll probably open to another set of people and so I, I would think selling it to an enterprise and dropping them on it probably is going to come at the end of May. Okay. Um, people's ability to buy it and get on or buy it at a discount and get on and, and give us feedback will probably be middle of May. First people on it will be free in beginning of May. Okay. So outbound is going to start pretty soon. Yeah. I would say the next six weeks. Okay. And for you, like the sooner you get a lot of feedback on your platform, the sooner you'll be able to iterate on it and make improvements and then help that potentially grow revenue for you? Potentially, yeah. Okay, um, so with one salesperson focusing on outbound, um, you know, what are some issues that you could see with just kind of having one person doing outbound plus all the other responsibilities that Rachel has? That's Rachel's only job is to sell. Right. So I don't, she doesn't have any other responsibilities. We can't sell, right? We can't sell our training right now, right? Our in-person mm -hmm. training. So she has plenty of time to sell this, not a problem. If you could clone Rachel, would you like to? Well, I can clone Rachel. I told you we had a, I see where you're going. Be careful, be careful. <laughs> so it's a self-diagnosis and you really haven't found a problem yet. So- Well, I, I, th I think I'm-, I think I'm yeah, kinda... right. You wanna hear what I have to say or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do, go, go, go. Okay, I told you that we were just about to hire a person mm -hmm. and we didn't. So that's a clone of a Rachel. So that idea right. of I wanna clone Rachel, with cloning Rachel comes a six figure, um, uh, salary and all that other stuff. So 
No, right. I don't want to call them so, Right. So I just wanted to, I forgot about the, the hiring part. Um, so in a perfect world, you'd like to make her more efficient and more effective on an hourly or daily basis just because you'd get more out of her. Okay. So uh, pause. Okay. So I see where you go. Everybody pay attention. I see where you're going here. But that is, the, I, I don't like these types of questions and gap selling because of course, like, of course I would. But if I, what I want you to do and I want salespeople to do is get to my current state situation. And so when you come to ask that question, you don't just say you'd like it to be more efficient. You actually have some benchmark that you can pull from, right? So right. more efficient. Yeah, but answering that question does not help me at all because <clears throat> it's, I, it's obvious. It's right. obvious. And yeah. I don't know more efficient from what you're trying to get to. Now, if so you're one of those. You, you, you think too fast and you're already ready to jump in. You got to slow your roll and listen as much as you think because right. you, already, you forgot that I told you I was hiring somebody. Right. Yeah, no, I did. And that's valuable shit. But anyways, keep going. <clears throat> okay. So, well, yeah, to go to the, the outreach process again, um, you mentioned that it's really important to have your cold emails be relevant. That's something that you put on your blog. How does Rachel know that what she's going to write is going to be relevant? I mean, we do our own pick. She, I give her props. She just went through an amazing process, which I recommend to all my clients all the time to sit out and talk with your, your buyers and your ICP buyers. And, and we did one of these with ours. I think we talked to five or six different heads, <clears throat> excuse me, heads of sales okay. and find out what problems they're struggling with today what they're trying to work on, what they would respond to in emails, et cetera. So we're doing our homework to find out now that the world has changed, what are those companies who are either still growing or um, still in business and not laying people off, et cetera. What, what are those heads of sales doing? What problems are they struggling with? What would they respond to? What help do they think they need? So that's how we know. And then, we'll, yeah. So homework's important. Um, when she can't talk to say one of these heads of sales or she's trying to break into a new company that you guys aren't familiar with, what type of research is, is she doing? I get to ask her. Probably not a whole hell of a lot. She's leveraging the pick. Because unlike, we already know what the problems are. So what I just right. said to you there is, these are existing clients we're not selling to. She did this homework to get a feel of what VPs are doing and looking for common threads. Right. From those common threads, she's going to build or adjust our existing pick, problem identification chart, for those of you who don't know what it is. All right, she's going to adjust that pick. She's going to build all of her messages based on those problems. Now, once we we do these cadences and we start going out to the marketplace with those problems. If nobody responds, if nobody's getting back to us, then we haven't hit the, you know what I'm saying? We haven't tapped into something that's resonating with them and then we'll adjust. Okay. So how come you're not reading like um, 10 Ks or reviewing earnings calls where often companies will talk about their struggles with sales or reducing headcount or looking for operational efficiencies and getting more out of their teams? Because we already know the problem. So so a 10K first, any 10K we're going to read right now is going to be Q1, which is most of that's going to have nothing to do with this. number. Look, I don't care if she wants to read 10Ks. That's up to her for each individual she wants to go to. Mm. But you can't build a cadence in, in with 200 companies that you're targeting and read 210Ks. You can't do that. Why not? Right? I, I don't see the time. I don't see the helps. You don't see any insights ever in 10Ks or earnings calls? Because not to the point where I want someone, maybe if she has a small list of those she really wants to get into, but no, not, no, I don't usually find it valuable. Why is the, is it just too time consuming to find something insightful? Too time consuming and I usually don't think the information is targeted enough to the sales 
organization. I know what sales, I know what problems sales leaders lead with or have with themselves that I can fix. Remember? But, right. But you know, these enterprise companies are fairly large and you may not be in tune with their current strategies or how they're expanding their offerings and how that affects their sales teams. I may not. So once they bite and someone says, we'd like to meet with you, I got no problem with it looking at the 10K. You asked oh. me about ahead of the ahead of a cadence. I'm not going to go through 200 10Ks. And by the way, to let you and, help, we, let me help you. Let me help you yeah, to yeah. help with that. One of the things we also did is we remember I told you I bought Zoom Info. Do you know much about Zoom Info? Yeah, very familiar. Okay, do you know about their intent data? Yes. So we're leveraging their intent data. So I'm going to leverage intent data and Zoom Info long before I have my team reading 200 different 10Ks. What, what happens if you could just type in a keyword or phrase related to sales team and have the information pop up on your screen in two seconds? I guess it would depend on what information. Well, relevant information for salespeople. But how do you define relevant? What's that? How do you define relevant? So right now you're saying, what would you like? So your selling thing is you still haven't found a problem. So, well, yeah, I agree. So then find the problem. Well, you, might not, you might not have a problem for something that I can address. Okay, then, then keep, then don't say things, what if you could? So guys, sales with salespeople do when they get stuck in a discovery. They start moving to the future state. Well, what if you could have this? What if you could have that, right? Go back, go back to my current state, Joe, right? Right. Because look, you're super smart. Like, I think you could pull this off. Go back to my current state and get, stop thinking about your product, but think about my world, right? Think about what I might want to be accomplishing. Think about me. Get out of your head right now and think about me. Okay, so how many current meetings are you booking from your outreach, your cold outreach? Well, I, I, I have to ask Rachel, but right now her goal is five a week, right? Yeah. And look, you're too quick, I'm telling you. It's <laughs> my feedback to you, slow the fuck down. Okay, and fair enough. Your lips start to talk, tells me you're not taking it all in. Like, you're doing it again. <laughs> it's a bad habit. I have to it's break it. It's a horrible habit. Because what I'm telling you it's doing is it's impeding your ability to listen. Like, I, I look, you're a lot like me in many other parts of the world. And, and, and when I'm not coaching, I'm just like you when I'm coaching. I need to listen more, listen more. But when I sell, motherfucker, like, I am full on listening mode. Like, there, I don't even want to talk next. I just want to listen, listen. They're doing a better job now. Right. So your your desire to keep talking impedes your ability to listen. So right now she's getting five a day. Right. We don't have the um, we don't have the the online version yet. So she's not even selling that. She's not even going after that. Right. So I'm okay with five a day because we just pivoted and we're still somewhat in a uh, feeling it out mode. So I'm not even I'm not confident. confident. I'm an echo. So you had an echo. All right. No, I, I can live with it. So I'm not 100% confident in our full offering. So the answer is yes, five a day right now. Okay, got it. Um, does it matter if their teams are, well, obviously a lot of people are remote now, but if teams are structured in a way where they're remote, does that help you with your enterprise offering of the e-learning platform? No. No? Okay. Remember, I'm not selling the e-learning platform yet. Right now, no, I, okay. Right now, what I'm selling, I'll slow it roll for you, is we're trying to sell the virtual live training. Okay? okay. Because we just pivoted a month ago, 
We're feeling it out. Our company is open to this virtual live training. Can we provide enough value in the virtual live training? How do we, is the pricing, um, that's what I'm looking for, um, commiserate to what they want to get, et cetera. So that's what we're doing right now. And then the other part of how we're driving it is we're getting, we're doing it BCD, so we're basically just doing them with people going to sign up. And we're getting 300 plus people for each one of them at $99 a person. So, you know, we're doing okay. Okay, so it sounds like this is more volume focused as far as um, acquiring customers. These aren't huge deals in the short term. No, not in the short term. Now we have a couple that she's stumbled across, right? And I think it could be, right? So what we're really doing is we're really trying to feel this out. Our company's just open to virtual online training that's live. What would they need to see different? What are their, how much money or, or budget are they open to and how much value do they see in training their salespeople today in this environment, right? So we're learning as we go. Got it. Um, as far as identifying the right types of customers, maybe businesses that are doing well or increasing headcount for hiring salespeople, how are you able to identify those companies? That's a great question. And we were, we were struggling with that. That's why we just bought Zoom Info. Okay. And we, and we bought the version that gets you to uh, in, in, in intent data. Okay. So for intent data, do you feel like that covers the entire market for all of your potential opportunities? We literally, I mean, when I say we just bought it, we literally just bought it. And so um, I can't answer that question right now. I hope so. That's the bet. So I can tell you, because I talk to a lot of salespeople every day and sales leaders, intent data is a great tool, but it's one tool in your toolbox. And it's not going to obviously cover everybody. There are plenty of organizations that unfortunately don't know what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why outbound is really important. And that's why all these companies that sell outbound tools still exist. Because if intent data was the end all be all, you know, you wouldn't need any outbound salespeople. Okay. So I would assume that you would still want to focus on doing outbound with Rachel, even with the intent data that gives you an indication of where to go with these companies. Um, additionally, intent data is useful, but if you're going, say, you know, a fortune 50 company, comes onto your website and downloads a case study or they tell you they're looking at things on websites related to your training, you still have to figure out a way to get into that company and write some sort of personalized outreach to them. Um, how, how are you doing research to make sure that the outreach is personalized and kind of cuts through the noise? I don't know. I have to ask Rachel on that one. Usually, yeah. Specific? I don't know. I have to ask Rachel on this one. What we found is when you know the problems that someone is dealing with, you know, it, it, the, the target buyer, not the company as a whole, you're doing pretty good. All right, so here's the deal. So it's where, so far in, I don't think you found a problem, right? So I want you to tell me what you actually sell, and then I want you to tell me the value, and I'm going to show you how you could have asked questions and where you should have gone. So we sell a tool that allows salespeople to research their prospects faster and more effectively, and okay. the, way, the way it works is you type in a keyword or phrase, and then it basically searches across a bunch of different sources. So like 10Ks, earnings call, podcasts, job postings, and then it will deliver results based on a sales intent. So as a someone who you know is looking for something, say like sales team or growth within a sales team or expansion or specific jobs that they're hiring for, we would surface that data with basically one click. And a lot of people have described it as Google for salespeople. Okay, so let's just say that um, um looking for, i'm doing trying to sell my on, online sales training right right what keyword would i punch in 
so I would the way I would do it is I would first type in sales team because that's a pretty high level thing to see what comes up. Um, and oftentimes there's things in earnings calls around that as far as like we're expanding our sales team, we're investing in our sales team. Um, sometimes analysts will say like, are you spending too much money investing in the growth of the sales team? We saw that recently with a really successful company and I can send you the report we, we put together we're, on we're that. You're spending too much money, you said? Yeah, too much money growing their sales team. Okay, all right. So you put that in and then what? And then that information surfaces up and then you can leverage it for outreach. So you have it either for meeting prep or it's something that you can drop into um, snippets in your cadence so you okay. can connect it to your. Okay, what problem do you think you're, what, this is what, everybody pay attention, man. This is what kills me with companies. I hope your CEO or bosses are paying a fucking attention because you're probably one of their better sales reps, aren't you? So I'm the founder of the company. I'm the. Ah, okay, you're the founder. So listen up, you're, you're breaking your own rule. What problem do you think your product or service solves? So the problem is that enterprise salespeople can spend up to four hours a day doing research on their prospects. And that's a huge waste of time that they could be using to okay, sell so their product. Did you read my book? Yes. Is that a technical problem or a business problem? Well, I think it's both. Can't be both. I'll tell you, I think it's both because I'm all because I know you probably think it's a technical problem. And then the business, the business problem of it would be that it's, they're not booking, they're not using this time to make calls. They're not using this time for a basically selling activity or sales activity. That would be more of the business problem, which results in like booking meetings, generating opportunities, driving revenue. And the mm -hmm. technical problem is what you're probably alluding to being that, you know, this is just a process thing, which they're not doing well. Okay. So why do you, why do you think it's a business problem as well? I think it's a business problem because it's, I mean, I guess it's not a business problem. Now that hey, I talk hey, it out. hey, motherfucker. Okay, good. It's okay. Technical problems are good, right? So here's yeah. the deal. This is where I think if someone takes four hours to four hours a day researching, right? Mm -hmm. What's the um, business problem of that? It's lack of sales activity, essentially, which is okay, but lack of, okay. Lack of sales activity. What's the problem with that? It doesn't generate opportunities and revenue. That could be time spent. So the time to up the time from lead to opportunity can take too long. Right. Yeah. Right. And lower sales activity just in general. Okay. Yeah. And sales activity, but you got to be specific when you're trying to get someone to admit to a problem. So your ability to start digging into questions around Keenan, um, you started going in one place. We said, how many opportunities do you, do you, to create? You started heading the right direction there. Right. Because when I said five, if you said, well, if you have been like, OK, Keenan, of those five, how many do you close? And I had said, oh, one. And you said, what's the average sales price? And I said, oh, let's go through twenty five thousand. So then you could have started doing this math. And you said, said Keenan, if you could just add one of those, one more of those. Right? Oh, let me, and you could say, why does it take time to do five? And if you could have found out that it was my time in researching those is what took the took um, why well, I only got five, then you could have gotten me to believe, well, wait, if I can reduce the time it takes me, I might be able to get seven or eight. If it's not a time issue, then you got to go find another problem, right? So right. another one could be, um, another one, you, another, what's another problem you guys solve with what, the information you have? So it's identifying the right opportunities versus- Hey, if I find the right opportunity, that's not a problem, by the way. See, everybody does, I say what problem, they say what it does, right? But <laughs> what's the flip side of that? Right. So if it's if you find the right opportunities, what problem is that solving? Um, chasing the wrong opportunities. OK. And if you chase the wrong opportunities, what happens? You're not going to close any revenue. 
Okay, well, you know, you're not going to close any. You probably you'll have a lower close rate. Hey, so why didn't you talk about close rate? I think because I was thinking that our original problem was a business problem, not a technical problem. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Is this making sense, dog? Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I understand it all. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I understand it all. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, so this this is like, so when you get me, that's why I, I talk so much about current state. I try that so hard to get people out of the mind of their product, right? So if you get me to realize, okay, there's another one, by the way. Um, so what we just said, uh, length of time it takes to close, so lead to opportunity, opportunity to close, then the average close rates, right? And then another one you could do is just the total volume. I think there's a volume play in here somehow, and I, I need more time to see how your product works, et cetera. But I yeah. think it's a volume play, right? So it's like how many, um, from an outbound perspective, how many opportunities per month is your team able to create, right? And then once you, you find out that number, then you ask them to talk you through the process to create that number of opportunities. Then you could ask them what the close rate of those opportunities. And so once you get all those numbers and you can start to get them to tell you why they're getting, what they're doing to get those 20, 30, 50, 100, 10,000, then you can start digging in to see if there's anything they're doing in there that's fucked up. That is that if they stopped doing that and used your product, they could get 2%, 5%, 8%, 20% more opportunities. Am I making sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think what I did was I was focusing way too much on the technical part of it to begin with. And then yep. that, that led me on a path where I was unable to find a business problem. So it wasn't resonating with you because you your current state just was seemed fine, but there was probably something that I could uncover to make the technical part seem like it was more of a problem. Yes. Yes. See, I knew you smart as fuck, dude. <laughs> yes. It's just that. So everybody paying attention. This is one of my favorite because Joe helped illustrate what 90% of you guys do when you say you're gap sellers. And I see it in my online. I mean, on my virtual training, I see it in my classrooms. I see it everywhere. And this is this. You think that the problem is a technical problem, okay? The technical problem is easy to get to because that's what your product or service solves, right? It's here's a technical problem. We fix that. And so your natural inclination is to run to finding technical problems or root causes because that's what you fix. I get it. makes sense. You want to do that. But you don't want to do that until you find the business problem, current state business problem, and the current state um, technical problems and root causes. Because once you can find out what those are and the problems they're causing, then you can come in and say, hey, dog, you're doing this, this, and this. And that's why you're only getting five or 20, 100 uh, a month, because this section is causing you problems. It's doing this, it's doing this, it's doing this. I can solve for that. Can, can I ask you a question? Yeah. So some of our users have said that they've had better co conversations with their prospects and they've been able to discover more opportunities from the research. Um, is that, would you consider better conversations a business problem? No, that's an outcome. You first that's have an outcome. Having, right? So when you, anytime someone says better, more, et cetera, those are outcomes and that's what your products can do. So the flip side of that is you have to find someone and find out they're having bad conversations now. Okay, so the business problem is bad conversations or maybe deals that aren't moving past discovery or- Yeah, okay, uh, deals that aren't moving past discovery. That is a business problem. Okay, Matter of fact, I sold one of our largest, I know Rachel's listening. Rachel sold, I should say not me, Rachel, we. Rachel sold one of our largest opportunities in the history of my company because one of the big
biggest business problems they were having was a horrible discovery to opportunity and a discovery to close ratio. Horrid. So that's a real business problem, right? Well, it could be a business problem. It could be. Yeah. So anytime someone says to themselves, hey, um, you know, if I say, what's the problem? They go, better discussions or, you know, more information or whatever. That's not the problem. Stop. Flip the coin. Oh, she had a coin. I'd flip it, right? Oh, look, look, I got a quarter, right? That's the head. Flip it to the tail. And if, if it's better or more conversations, then what is the flip side? That's bad conversations. And what happens when you have bad conversations, right? It could be poor conversion rates or right. poor discovery to close rates or high cost of sales, right? Because they funnel out, right? Going that way, now I have a high cost of sales because now I got all these salespeople doing all these demos, all these leads coming in and the shit ain't closing. And so I'm paying all this money and I'm not getting it done. It could be a high um, lead to close ratio. I mean, a high lead, cost of lead, right? I'm spending all this money to get these leads, but I'm only closing this many. So the average cost of a lead, a one lead is, you know, 10,000 when it should be 2,000. See where I'm going? Yep. Yeah. Very that, helpful. That's the value. You want to get in those conversations. Right. Okay. All right. So this was helpful? Uh, yeah. Very helpful. Okay. I'll, let, I'll do this for you. Um, if you have something you want me to read or if you have something you want me to check out, you want to send something my way, I'll take a look at it. Um, it, it sounds, look, right now, I think we're probably just, and the reason I say I think is I never know what I don't know. Um, we're going to, you know, play out this investment in Zoom Info. We're going to play out this investment, all this other stuff we made right now, see what that looks like. Um, but if there's a way to super juice that, you know, I think we'd be open. We would just have to dig deeper. So you want to send that to me, I'll take a look. I'll get it to Rachel and we'll go from there. Sounds great. It's a compliment to those products too. And it's not, it's not expensive. Like Zoom. No, that's what I get. I, it's yeah. okay. I used to find not expensive. Well, early access pricing is $40 a month right now. So it's. Okay. Yeah. I'd say that's not expensive. So, <laughs> um, all right. Send it, send, send, send me something, copy Rachel. Um, and uh, if you don't have her email, just then send it to me. I'll forward it to her. I'll see what she's doing and we'll take a look at 40 bucks. I mean, that's a couple coffees. So. Sounds great. All right. Thanks, Kenyon. Very helpful. I enjoyed it. All right, my man. So did you get anything out of it? No, I got a ton out of it. All right. Beautiful. Those of you who are watching, did you get anything out of this? Was this helpful? Ah, well, I'll see what they say in a minute. All right, dog. Listen, I want to thank you for putting yourself in the hot seat. I know that was tough. No, it was really enjoyable. I learned a lot. It was very helpful. All right, good. So outside of the gap selling stuff, as a one-on-one -on -one coach to you, as a dude that digs you, because uh, I think you're smart as shit and you get lots of passion. Thanks. And learn to right just roll back when you ask the question and just let it come out let those people talk take it all in get in intake mode and it's not i promise you it's not going to um mitigate your outtake mode like that's natural to you so it's not going to suppress or anything just give people a chance to talk and i'm talking on and on just to see how well you're doing and you're doing a good job so keep it up all right Thanks, Keenan. Appreciate it. You got it, baby. All right. Everybody, thank you very, very, very much. I hope this was helpful to all y'all. You guys are dope. I like doing these. Um, okay, if you want to gap sell Keenan, if you're smart, you're seeing this value to these because there's a lots of exposures. So even if you lose, you win. But anyways, if you want to gap sell me, uh, D, uh, 
Text me. Fuck this damn shit. Text me right there. I will get you set up um, if you want to get sell me. We'll get you on the calendar. we got another one coming up. I can't remember when. I'm sorry. I guess I should put it in here. Um, you can go to Keenan Live, Keenan.live, not .com, Keenan.live, and you can see our schedule on the homepage of all the upcoming events, including Gap Sell Keenan's, including the book club. Oh, yes, book club. Next Wednesday is the first one. Um, I will try to put a link somewhere. Go to my site or go to Keenan.live. You will see when the book club comes up. If you want to sit with me, on the panel for the book club this Wednesday, text me. I still have two seats to sit with me on the Gap Selling Book Club channel. So lots going on because I'm stuck in the house. <laughs> um, so you know what I'm going to say. If you want to Gap Sell, hit me up. If you have something I can buy, find a problem, I will buy it. If not, you get coached. But it's let's make it real. And you know what I'm going to say. Until next time. Peace. I am out. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it.